Hi, I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Caitlin Cuevas. Caitlin is the owner and founder of the Think Happy Co. She's a lover of French roast coffee, golden doodles, and pump up music. She believes happiness is something we create for ourselves and that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. Outside of work, she's a mom to Eleanor and James, wife to Oakley, and dog mom to Guppy. Think Happy serves women who struggle with juggling all the things and want to create sustainable systems to help them simplify their lives and allow them to fill their own cup first. Focusing specifically on time and task management, building sustainable habits and routines, and keeping your own cup full, the goal is always to leave you feeling happier. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Hi, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. As you were reading that, I was like, man, I did a really good job of writing that. I was thinking that too, because I was on your website and I was reading your bio and I was like, this is so fun. Like I could just feel your personality coming forth in your bio. Oh, I appreciate that so much. I really do. Yeah, it was inspiring. And listeners, Caitlin and I recorded on Monday this week as well. Today is Wednesday. It's not going to come out like that, but we also recorded. So we've already had some connection going on this week. We're already just the best of friends. We have started two days in one week together, which is amazing. If you ask me. It is. We got to keep that connection rolling. I think so. Yeah, I have to ask based off your bio, what would be your go-to pump up song? Okay. So it's not a specific song. It's more of like a, a type of song. So fun fact, I have taught boutique fitness for many, many years, like almost six years now. And essentially what that means is my, my journey in the fitness industry started at, you know, boutique studios. So I taught at indoor cycling and mat and trampoline classes. So now I teach those classes on my driveway with my neighbors, which is so so much fun. fun. And so my go-to for pump up music is going to be like some sort of mashup or remix that, you know, maybe is bringing in like some nineties and some early two thousands and just, oh, I have chills thinking about it. I I love a mashup. Yep. I love it. I feel like there is times, right? Like I fill my day of like, okay, this is getting really monotonous or like the kids are going wild. Right. And I'm like, let's just turn on some music and dance. And it hits the reset button for all involved. So pump up music is my, probably one of my love languages as well. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the, the go-to dancing music right now or dancing song that now my almost three-year-old will specifically ask Alexa to play is shake it off by Taylor Swift. So literally my, my daughter will go, I think she calls her Alexa, Alexa play shake it off by Taylor Swift. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, you're growing up just way too fast. (laughs) You're like, how do we even know how to do this? How do we know? I can't even keep the robots right in my house because we have a portal, we have an Alexa, and like my husband's like, you're calling the wrong one. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, can't they all just have the same name or something? (laughs) Yeah, let's consolidate. Exactly. Well, how I love to kick this off a little bit. I mean, you've already been telling us a little bit about who you are, but why don't you tell us about Think Happy and more about that? 
Yeah, yeah. So Think Happy started really back in 2020 when I published my book, which is called Think Happy. When I published my book, the idea of turning it into a podcast and into just a business was not something that, you know, had even crossed my mind. But the, the, the inspiration behind writing my book was I realized that peers, family, friends, coworkers kept asking me the same question over and over. And that question was, Caitlin, how are you always so, and I'm using air quotes. I know the listeners can't see this. How are you always so happy? And my answer was always, you know, it's not just that I'm so happy all the time, but it is that I'm very intentional about, you know, creating the happy life, happiest life for myself that I can. And then there was always the follow-up question of how do you do that? And so the, the book outlines my take on um, a couple of pillars for how you can, you know, step into the driver's seat of your own life and start getting really intentional about creating the happiest life for yourself. Um, and so now fast forward, I think it's been like three and a half years since the book was released. Um, it, uh, has also turned into a podcast and it has turned into a coaching business. And and I have since, uh, left my nine to five and am doing this full-time now. Well, I say full-time, I think truthfully, I am a full-time mom. And then I get to work when there is time for that. Yeah. Which is perfect. Cause I feel like that's creating a life of intention, right? Like you're creating a lifestyle by design and first and foremost, you want to be a full-time mom and this job allows you to do just that. Yes. And you really, truly said it so perfectly. You know, I have always loved, loved, loved working. Um, but I think I told you when we were talking earlier this week, I didn't real, I wasn't expecting to love being a mom as much as I ended up loving being a mom, you know, it just, you only know what you know. And I didn't know. Um, and if I had stayed in my nine to five, I think that I would not have been pleasing the side of me that wants to be a very present mom. Or I also don't think I would have been pleasing the side of me that wanted to do the best that I could um, in my profession. So it felt like it was going to be a lose-lose. Now, I feel like it gets to be more of a win-win. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, I'm so impressed. I feel like we've had a very similar journey, right? And that's how I kind of got into podcasting as well. I'm sure listeners, you've heard me talk about that. was really just came down to I wanted to be with my kids. And being in a clinic with other people and farming my kids out to somewhere else was not allowing me to be with my kids. And so here we are today. Um, But what I find so interesting about your journey is that you wrote the book first, right? I feel like a lot of people will do have a coaching business or they'll be podcasting first and then the book comes secondary to that. So that's amazing. Yes, yes. And what's funny is I didn't even know I was doing things, you know, out of order or how people don't usually do it. I didn't even know there was an order or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, it is, it is comical. And as you know, I have every intention of rewriting the book. Um, I, I feel like I'm a different person than I was when I wrote it back. Cause really I was writing it in 2019. 
18 and we're, you know, gosh, it's almost 20, 24, especially when this episode airs, it'll be, you know, knocking yeah. on the door. Um, I've had two kids since the book came out and I just feel like I have so much more value that I can add to it. Uh, now I just have to carve out the time yeah. to, <laughs> to actually put pen to paper. Yeah. And it sounds like you knew you were speaking from experience, right? When you started the book, but now you've just been honing your craft through what you've made of it, right? The podcast and coaching. And so you're just yeah. honing your craft and you'll just have that revision and it'll, I'm sure I can't wait to read it when it comes back out. And oh, well, thanks. <laughs> um, if you could give listeners maybe just one, I'm sure it's not a simple thing, but maybe one piece yeah. of advice on how to start you know, thinking happier, being intentional about your yeah. happiness in your day. Could you leave us with one little nugget? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like there are a couple that I could leave you guys with. Um, so one that I'll share, and I'm going to share this one because I feel like it can be applied to many areas of life. It applies to almost everything that I teach on my platforms. And, you know, I'm primarily teaching uh, optimizing time, managing your tasks, building sustainable routines that, you know, serve you well. And of course, um, uh, keeping your own cup full. And I think that the first step to any of those things is getting clear on the why behind your what. So the what is easy to identify, right? It is literally what it is you are trying to accomplish. If you have a goal, that goal is your what. If you're wanting to start a routine, that routine is your what. Now, the why, those are the feelings that you have, you know, behind that what, really the deep down feelings that are driving you to wanting to take this action. And my thinking behind getting really clear on your why behind your what is this. Once you get in to, you know, rolling up your sleeves and getting down to work on actually working towards that goal or working towards implementing a new habit or building a new routine, the newness, the shininess, the excitement of it will wear off. Yeah. I promise you it yeah. will. <laughs> and if you don't have a connection to something deeper inside of you, that is encouraging you to push through, you know, feeling stale in it, feeling like there there's not the adrenaline that you had. And, you know, now your alarm's going off at five in the morning to wake up for your new morning routine. And, you know, if you don't have those deeper feelings, if you don't have that, why it's going to be so much easier to give up. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm really big on sustainability. And I think that having that why, uh, helps immensely with sustainability. Okay. All right. So, and having just people dig deeper into what they're mm -hmm. doing or why, exactly. why they're doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have people maybe like write it down or keep like a, po I'm thinking like a post-it on your mirror that you see in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. That. So I don't have a cookie cutter answer for that Okay, because the way that each of us uh, digests information is different, right? Sure. Um, but without a doubt, there are clients that I talk to and I'm like, hey, like we need to get this up on your mirror. We need to get this up on the inside of your pantry. You let's get this on, you know, the background of your phone screen, something like that. So visual reminders, 100% are okay. helpful. Um, 
something else if someone's listening to this and you know see it if they're like well if I put it on my mirror it's just going to become you know like the like white noise like I'm just going to become so used to seeing it and I'm not going to yeah. see it anymore another approach that you could take is physically writing it down multiple times so maybe um let's say you have a journal or something maybe you just start your day by picking up the journal and writing down your why again and and just bringing it front of mind another way that you could do this is by setting a reoccurring alarm on your phone yeah uh, to go off at a certain time and the name of the alarm could be you know that why uh, so those are a couple of yeah. other options. Okay. I really like that. Thank you so much for giving us those tips there. Um, and then what, as you wrote this book, I know mm -hmm. this was back in 2019. Was there anything that you learned about yourself when you were writing? Okay. So this is not like a deep down question or answer, but okay. the very first thing Kara that came to my mind was I learned that I love working at coffee shops. And I, so when I was writing it, it was primarily before COVID had really, you know, come full force sure. into the States. Um, but my nine to five was in a job where I was not surrounded by people, you know, around my same age and just... What I learned without like going down too much of a rabbit trail, what I learned is I really love community and I really love just being surrounded by other people who are, are doing similar things as me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of lame. No, but I think that's so true. Yeah. I mean, you need to immerse yourself within a culture that almost fosters the creativity, right? Like it's yes. Yes. fostering that. So I love that. Okay, cool. And then what do you wish you would have known now, you know, that you you didn't know back then or, yeah. you know, vice versa? Yeah. So when I was writing the book and I remember, you know, like looking through edits from my editor and, you know, getting all excited about it, actually seeing it in the flesh, I remember thinking, this is the best I can ever do like I have put my heart and soul in this and like this is 10 out of 10 like this is so good and an author who we'll be talking about later in our conversation um I I was either listening to her podcast or, or reading one of her books or something um and she had said how the first time or, or the first book that she published a couple of years later, she looked back on it and was like, ooh, like, ooh, I published that? I wrote that? I'm so much better now. And I remember hearing that thinking, oh, that's not going to happen yeah. with me. Like, this is this is it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that just is so not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, life experiences, right? Like, I think about things that I thought or said when I was 25 or 18, you know, it's mm -hmm. like life experiences. You're like, oh, no. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of yeah. humble pie there. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I do look back on that version of myself and I'm so proud of her for yeah. feeling so confident about what it was that I was putting out into the world and just, you know, no qualms, like I'm going to go for this. And yeah, 
And I think it's courageous, right? It is courageous oh, to put you. yourself out there in that capacity. And so even, right, like exactly what you're saying, being confident, having the courage to do so. Amazing. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. So it sounds like you've been focusing a lot on your business, but you have this, you know, maybe push in the back of your mind of like, I'm going to revise this. So you haven't started the writing process yet. Correct. Okay. I've not started that yet. All right. You keep us posted when you do. I sure will. <laughs> I sure will. I'm hoping that a lot of the content from my podcast will aid yeah. me in the revisions. So yeah. we'll see about that. Awesome. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about who you are as a reader. So yes. what, what genres do you enjoy reading? Yeah. So what's interesting about this question, Kara, is the genres that I enjoy reading are not really present on my book flight, um, which I was kind of laughing at myself last night at a, as I was putting my flight together. So nine times out of 10, you know, I'm going to revise that 9.9 <laughs> times out of 10, you can find me reading some sort of psychological thriller or I don't go like hard into romances, but I do like a book that has an element of romance. Okay. Um, most of the time I am using reading as an escape. Yeah. I lean pretty hard into the fiction, Okay, but... I'm almost always reading a nonfiction alongside a fiction book, um, but I can just probably read like three or four fiction by the time it takes me to finish the one nonfiction. Yeah. Um, so for example, right now, the nonfiction book that I'm reading is called um, This is Marketing. Okay. And it's just a book about marketing that was um, recommended to me by... Who recommended that book to me? I'm forgetting. Oh, her name's Jackie. She's an Enneagram coach. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so she had recommended that to me. And then the fiction book that I'm reading is the third book in the Ravenhood series, which is called The Finish Line. Okay. Are you familiar with the Ravenhood series? I have. I have not read them myself, but I've seen them okay. floating around Bookstagram for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. The, yeah, the first is much spicier than I typically lean into, okay. um, but, but the second and thirds are kind of toned back a little bit. All right. <laughs> yeah. How many books are in the series? I don't even know. Three. Oh, okay. Three so you'll finish mm -hmm. out the trilogy here. Yes, I will. I'm so excited. I love a trilogy or, you know, any series. I love uh, finding an author that has multiple books. A lot of times I'll find myself having a speed bump of, you know, what am I going to read next? And, you know, series authors with multiple books help guide you into what you're going to read next. Yeah. And I love falling down that rabbit hole of finding an author. I, I This just happened to me of an author I had never heard of. And I picked up one of his books last month. And then I was like, that was so good. I like immediately went to my Libby app. I put in a bunch of mm -hmm. books and I love Libby for that reason. Cause it does take yes. out some of that like hesitation. Like what should I read next? Because it's just, yep. well, whatever pops into my box next, yep. we'll be reading. Exactly. And, um, and so I read another book by him, you know, I think like two weeks later and it was so good. And I'm like, okay, I want to keep reading because yeah. I just really enjoy his writing. And it's so fun to find that. It really is. Totally agree. How in your busyness do you find time to read? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so when I'm reading nonfiction, 
a lot of times that'll be while I'm eating lunch or if so I get allergy shots and when you get allergy shots you have to wait 20 minutes after you get the shot um, before you can leave um so like I'll take it with me there um just times like that just so sporadically throughout the day for my nonfiction, I'm almost exclusive or sorry for my fiction I'm almost exclusively reading that in bed at nighttime um so it's a big thing that I do to help myself wind down I can notice a huge difference in how quickly it takes me to fall asleep when I have read right before bed versus had some sort of screen time right before bed and I know that that's not true for everyone but I do think a lot of people um notice a similar pattern yeah uh and I mean it's just because that that blue light is literally tricking our brains and saying oh no it's time to to be awake and to think and to be turned on. Whereas when, you know, we're reading and we don't have that blue light right in front of us, uh, just the natural elements of it being nighttime and a little bit quieter helps us to naturally calm down and and prepare to sleep and rest. Yeah. I noticed recently, I forget where I was, but I couldn't read my book. I can't remember if I was in a hotel room with my kids or we were in the tent camping. I feel like I brought my Kindle. So I'm like, I can't remember which event this was, but I remember I was like going to bed without reading. And Mm -hmm. I was like, is this how long it takes me to fall asleep normally? Because I think when (laughs) you're distracted by a good book, you're not realizing that it maybe takes 10 or 15 minutes, which to me felt like the end. Right. End of eternity. Cause I'm like, well, 10 or 15 minutes doing nothing, just laying here in silence to put myself to bed without my book. Like I was like, no, (laughs) I know. I know. Why would we choose that? But yeah, I forget what it was about, but it just, that perspective shift of like, wow, reading really does distract me from that. I'm sure I don't last 10 or 15 minutes when I'm reading at night, but it just seemed that much longer without a book in my hand. (laughs) Isn't that funny? I know. It was so weird. I was like, wow, this is like very strange realization here today. Yeah. Um, well, and you've been so gracious to prepare a book flight for us today. Can you tell us a little bit about how they pair together? Yes, absolutely. So as I already said, this book flight does not represent what I'm reading 9.9 times out of 10. Okay. But I had so much fun putting this book, this flight together. Um, because I knew I knew one of the books that I wanted to be on it. Yeah. And then I didn't know the other two books that I was going to land on. Okay. And now since putting this flight together, I have every intention of going back and rereading each of these three books. And I will tell you, I am not a rereader. I I I yeah. don't typically do that. Um, but the kind I guess the theme behind this flight really um it represents my journey with not only my book but also my business um and so that's kind of the the overarching theme I guess if I had to pick one awesome and so first I'll tell you my flight and then if you want to know I'll tell you the order in which I picked the books because the flight as I'm going to present it is not in the order that I picked them. Okay. Um, There's a lot of thought behind this, Kara. This is such a fun concept. I just love, 
just love this so much. Well, and I okay. love that you uh, you had fun with it too because I I've only been in the hot seat once where I've been the guest on my own show. I had my husband interview me way back like in oh, episode thirteen. Awesome. Yeah, and I had two books immediately that I wanted to have in the flight because they're just books I love that I feel like I'm always recommending. Like when people come mm-hmm. to me for books, but then I have the hardest time finding the third book to put in there. I'm right. like, well, what else like would I put with this? Because I'm like. They did. They all didn't quite fit. And so I love that you had some fun with it too. Yeah, no, I really, (laughs) truly did. Um, Okay. So the first book in my flight is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Okay. Okay. Um, So do you want the summary first or why it's in the flight first? Does it matter? Why don't you tell us the summary? Because I feel like then we'll hear that and that'll be fun to tie it back to why it's in the flight. Yeah. Okay. So... If you want to just, you know, grab the bull by the horns and secure your place in the driver's seat of your own life, then this book is sitting there screaming your name at the top of its (laughs) lungs. So it's all about how you control your own destiny, if I had to sum it up in one sentence. So it essentially maps out a process that you can use that, you know, Darren Hardy says you can use um, to achieve pretty much anything that you set your mind to. Um, so I was given this book at when I had just started thinking about the idea of turning Think Happy into also a coaching business. And I was given it at that point, but I did not sit down and read it. Then I finally sat down and read it while I was doing some research on, um, some content that I was creating surrounding building sustainable habits and routines. Um, and it, it includes one of my all-time favorite analogies. I'm a huge analogy girl. Uh, <laughs> and I, I use this analogy possibly every week, if not every week, multiple times a month. Okay. And that that train or that analogy is it's another way of looking at inertia um or viewing, you know, momentum that you are building by, you know, like getting the ball rolling and that snowball moving. And the analogy is, you know, when a train is at a standstill, you know, it's very easy for it to stay at that standstill. Uh, Most of the time, there's just like a wedge under some of the wheels, right? Sure. Well, when the the train goes to get started, the wedge comes out and it takes a lot, a lot of energy and even time for that train to get up and running and then to get to speed. Well, once it gets to speed and it's time to slow down, you know, it, it takes time, but then, and, and then once it gets to that stop, it's easy to stay at the stop again, but then to get the momentum going again, you have to put all that energy back into it. And so essentially the, the point of this analogy is you want the train to keep going once you have started, you know progress on, or once you've started chipping away at at a goal or, you know, starting a new habit, whatever it might be, let's set yourself up to sustain that momentum instead of playing that start, stop, start, stop game, because that's kind of exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And all the effort, like you're saying on the back end, you'd have to put back in, like, it's almost Mm -hmm. easier. Like I might not want to put my foot forward today. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you know that starts stopping, you're like, yeah, no, just keep doing it. Exactly. Exactly. So 
the second book in my flight is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Okay. Um, so this book is really about, you know, just like dumping, getting rid of the lies that you tell yourself, your limiting beliefs, and encouraging you to step into your life with passion and excitement. And Rachel Hollis, the author, um, is pretty well known these days, but you know, she has this writing style that is so real and raw and relatable. And I think she's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so this book, uh, I really truly think that this book is what inspired me to write my own book. Up until reading this book, I did not know that books like this existed. I had always viewed, you know, the self-help genre as boring and rigid and for people who had, quote, real problems. Sure. Um, But when I read this book, it really felt like it was a version of, you know, I was seeing for the first time type of thing. It was that eye-opening to me. Um. And, you know, paired with a style of writing that I so thoroughly enjoyed really gave me the confidence to try this myself. And um, Rachel Hollis is the author who I alluded to earlier in our conversation as the one saying that the first book she wrote, she was like, oh, can't believe that that was me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is the first book she wrote? It's a fiction book. Okay. Um, about I think a girl who works in New York I have not read it maybe in the fashion industry okay all right I didn't know she even wrote fiction like I I feel like I only ever saw her name come on the map from this book girl wash your face right and then and as you're talking I'm like I have heard about this book so much how have I never picked it up but again this I love this show for this reason because it's usually that like ping or that nudge of like now's the time. Right. And mm-hmm. I truly believe, and the quote at the end of the show is that our books come into our life when we most need them, just like people. But I also think yeah. books do that too. And they just land in your lap when you're ready to receive them. Right. You're ready yeah. to hear that message. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So the third book in my flight is the girl on 30 a written by Deborah Ryan. Okay. okay. So this is a little bit of a thriller. It's based in a community that's in Florida um, off of a highway called 30A. Okay. So if you have listeners who have traveled or vacationed in Florida, there's a very good chance they are familiar with 30A. Uh, so the lead character finds herself in a rental cottage in 30A after leaving behind, you know, a former life. And then all of a sudden suspicious things start happening. Her her new love interest ends up murdered and just lots of things like that. It's super light, but it's a fun okay. read. It is definitely a little bit of a psychological thriller, which as I mentioned, I do lean into, but sure. uh it's a lot lighter than, okay. than some of the others. Yeah. Not as dark, maybe. Yeah. And so this book although it is fiction, was also part of my journey with Think Happy. So I myself was on vacation in Florida in a community off of 30A with my mom and sister when I met this author who was selling this book um, outside of a bookstore. That bookstore was on the Highway 30A. So cool. 
at this point in time, I did not know that self-publishing was a thing. And this is the first self-published book I read. So I went on to self-publish my, my, my book. And so that's why this one gets a spot on the list. Yay. I love this. And this is why I love the book flight because I feel like we can learn so much about people by the books they love, right? Or the books that spoke to them. I feel like we learned so much more about them. And I think I mentioned this when I was on your show on Monday is that was what I missed from being in the PT clinic was hearing people's Mm -hmm. story, learning about who they are, learning what makes them tick and learning what really drives them. And this is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing these, Caitlin. I love You're welcome. Like I said, this more. was so fun. And I haven't read any of these. So this is really fun. Awesome. I love hearing that. So yeah. Not that I I'm an expert that. reader by any means, but I, you know, I have not read any of these. So it's always fun to have a brand new book flight to dive into. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Super, super fun. Well, what I love to do to finish our episodes are called our bonus pairings, and they're just a Mm -hmm. speed round of questions here. So where is your favorite place to read? Oh my gosh. In bed. Love it. Mm -hmm. The nice closure to your day, right? Yeah. And like you said, setting the tone. Mm -hmm. And then what is one book you've read that has changed your life? Oh my gosh. Can it be from my flight? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like your flight. Girl, is wash very your imp- face. Yeah. yeah, I was like your yeah. book, book flight's very influential to your life, so I could see yeah. where that would work. And then, are you a rereader? Well, you've already kind of answered that one. Yeah, let's let's go with this one. Do you? I'm re- not, you- except for Harry Potter. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I was gonna also ask you: Do you prefer audiobooks or hard copy? Hard copy. Okay. All right. And then, lastly, what are you reading next? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm in the middle of the third book from from the Ravenhood trilogy. And my mom said that she has a book that she will be finished by the time I finish this one. And I don't even know the name of it. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell me and I'll pop it in the show notes. (laughs) Yes, yes. That is what I'm planning on reading next. I love that. So you you share books with your mom. You guys kind of do a book swap. Oh, that's yes, we do. Also, um, So here's a fun little story. My very best friend, her name is Megan. Um, Our moms are also very best friends. And so the four of us will all kind of share books. We all read similar genres. So so that's a fun little foursome. Yeah. And I feel like it's always nice to have those like couple friends or family, right? Like book buddies that, you know, Mm -hmm. read similar styles as you. I feel like I have a few friends will ping in each other's messages. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, I think you'd really like this book because you know each other's style and what you enjoy. Exactly. So that's exactly a trusted recommendation there. Yes. Yes. How can we find you? I would love for you guys to come and hang out with me. So I am primarily on Instagram. My handle is at thinkhappy underscore co, C-O. Also come hang out with me on the podcast, the Think Happy podcast. Um, New episodes air every single Wednesday. Um, Kara's episode is going to be, gosh, actually, I can tell you exactly what the episode number will be. I do a Wednesday episode drop too, so. Oh, yes. Uh, Kara's episodes will be episode 113 and 114. So come find her there. And yeah, those are the best ways to find me and hang out. My website, thinkhappyco.com, also a great resource. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know your time is precious and I appreciate all that you've given me. 
Well, thank you for having me. And thank you to the listeners for just giving me some airspace. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today with Caitlin Cuevas and her book flight of her Think Happy journey. We'd love to hear what other books you'd pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time. Bye.